paradise Then you gotta work late Sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna do But there ain't no cure for the summertime Well, if you're looking for a cure to the cabin fever blues, it looks like it's coming this weekend. Step outside this morning. What's that? Could it be slightly less nasty? The extreme cold warning has been lifted. It is really weird to walk out last night. I was at the Al Ritchie uh, watching some hockey, and I came out the door, and I thought, no wind. This feels better already. It was minus 29, and I actually said to myself, This ain't so bad. It feels good. Just keep telling yourself it's hump day and we're over the hump of winter too, right? A good chunk of it behind us now. Last night, even as I was uh, out and about, it was about, uh, I don't know, 10 after 6. There's still some daylight. Daylight hours have extended. Slowly getting there. Yeah, I'm looking for the positive and this is big. Minus 6 by Sunday. That is really encouraging. Because uh, it has been a rough five days, right, with this cold snap. Both Regina City Hall, I heard even the Delta Hotel had water pipes burst. Maybe you did in your own home. Tons of people had their furnaces go out looking to uh, get a service call. And, of course, I was one of many who went looking for a new battery for a vehicle. Or There were plenty calling for tow trucks, waiting hours for roadside assistance. But, yeah, good news is coming. Look at this. It looks like El Nino which really influenced our weather in uh, November, December, is going to be back in place soon. We heard David Phillips last week talk about this, that we'd get through this cold snap and then a dramatic reversal in the weather next week. Most of Canada, in fact, is likely to return to uh, warmer than normal weather. In fact, forecasters predicting above normal temperatures to last into February. So good news ahead. And good news for parents. Everyone's back to school today. Yes, even you students at Greenall and Belgoni. Because of that fire on the weekend, the uh, school was closed. Uh, and obviously yesterday, too, because of the teacher strike. But uh, it apparently is opening again in Belgoni, Greenall School. It's a regular school day today. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, obviously, it's still park and plug-in weather this morning, at least. Will there be indoor recess later? Uh, well, teacher's discretion on that one, too. But uh I just got to take a moment as well to salute our farmers. During all these extreme cold weather warnings, I don't think there was a single farm that closed because it was too cold. Each and every farmer has been out there in this blistering cold, blowing wind, tending to their livestock. I bet all farmers pray their machinery doesn't uh, break down. It keeps working and they've been busy trying to keep all their animals warm and healthy. And uh, hey, for us, who sit at the uh, dinner table reaping the benefits of what our farming community does. Uh, we thank you for all the work you've done through this cold snap as well, too. A quick reminder to you homeowners, if you have a direct vent furnace, an air exchanger like I do, watch for those icicles forming on the outside pipe of your house. My neighbor had one that was already down to the ground. You want to gently uh, knock those away without breaking the pipe, obviously. But uh, just have a walk around the house, see how the house is looking on the outside, too, if you have direct vent. And even with minus 40 wind chill, the teachers took over both sides of the Albert Street Bridge yesterday. Yeah, everyone who passed seemed to be giving them a honk and a cheer. Hundreds of teachers waving signs, honks of support. 
And I'm sure teachers would like to give a shout out to uh, Angelina Addy for her support. I saw this on Facebook. She lives close to the Albert Street Bridge where all the teachers were picketing with her signs. And she thought that since she's a parent and on the side of the teachers, she'd support them on a miserably cold day by opening up her home. On her Facebook page, she shows a picture of which door to use a warm-up shelter. And she posted it on Facebook, inviting striking teachers to come in, grab a coffee, warm up, use the washroom if necessary. Heck, her post was shared more than 400 times, I'm assuming by teachers. And uh, we invited Addie on the show just to say thank you and uh, hear about her experience. But she said, you know what? I'm too pooped. I took the day off yesterday, she said, in fact, to do this. And she wanted to get back to work and have a good sleep and sleep in a little bit. Uh, She said it was well worth it. She uh, figured well over 100 teachers stopped in and some had coffee, and that was great support. Congratulations. So will the actions taken by the teachers mean anything to the province? I guess if you listen to uh, Education Minister Jeremy Cockrell on the Evan Bray Show, while they were out picketing and rallying support, the answer is the day-long strike in his mind was ineffective. You know, we, we're looking at other parts of, of our mandate, uh, our bargaining mandate with, with our bargaining team to see where where we can continue to try and find common ground. But again, it's difficult to find common ground when you're the only party at the table. And so going back to the conciliators report, I, uh, you know, really what my takeaway from that is that both sides need to continue talking. And for us to do that, I mean, it's nice to come on the radio here and talk to you and your listeners but it's better if we can do that at the bargaining table. And so certainly I hope that the teachers union can come back to the table and we can keep talking about some of the big issues and, and some of the, you know, the variety of issues that the teachers have brought forward. Later this morning after seven, uh, the teachers reaction, Samantha Beacott from the uh, Teachers Federation will be here uh, to see uh, what she thinks of his comments and what their next steps might be. Yeah, more changes coming to real. Uh, the interim board has removed Tim Reed as president and CEO. This comes after, what, a good year of real dealing with uh, a lot of controversy, particularly the tourism branding, financial difficulties. And now that they've cleaned house, I kind of got to ask you, what do you expect from the new board now? Board chair Nikki Anderson says there are a few issues facing the organization still. Real needs to sort out finances. I would say real needs to um, have an alignment with council on the identity and the purpose of what it delivers. She says she uh, doesn't expect this to affect any current commitments. And there's not a lot of events on their calendar, the real district. Other than Frost, Virginia Pats games, indoor farmers market on a Saturday morning. I, I see one monster sports show, no concerts. In fact, when you look at the future calendar, it shows the Farm Show, which comes in, what, June normally, and the Queen City X, uh, first week of August. Meanwhile, Saskatoon has major concerts galore coming up uh, with some big-name artists, and uh, many here in Regina will book a hotel and fill up restaurants in Saskatoon and spend their money there instead of here, which is part of uh, the whole uh, idea of the real district thriving is to get concerts in and attractions right uh roberta angle is going to take over for timry by the way 
I noticed too when I uh, was over uh, at the grounds last week, the old Agri Mission Building. Remember that was set to open up as a craft beer restaurant. Well, you can drive up and walk in for uh, for some beer to take out, but the restaurant they, they they've done nothing really to the exterior to make it even look like a restaurant is forthcoming. Uh, uh, that sure is taking a long time. I wonder if that's stalled. But what do you want to have happen now as this board comes together for real? Very curious what your thoughts are. one 877 Fix the leaky roof on the cooperator center. Yeah. Uh, again, the real district has had the overhead of all the buildings. Part of their their downfall too, right, is... All that money that needs to fix all those building repairs, well, uh, it's just never been looked after for years and years and years. And uh, that's all part of the bottom line, too, and problems. So uh, do you go without any attractions? You need to generate money. I don't see how that's going to happen. But uh, I'm curious. If you were in charge of the board of the real district, what do you want to have happen? one 877 Hey, over at the Regina Airport this morning, flight cancellations look a little less. I'm looking right now at uh, the arrivals and departures. Only a couple canceled. I see only one delay. I love seeing all that green of on time. Between last Thursday and this past Sunday, WestJet there, of course, canceled almost 465 flights over a four-day stretch. They blamed the cold, ineffective de-icing fluid. Yes, even here in Regina. And the situation in Calgary was miserably cold there. And, of course, they're the hub. They're trying to get back on track. But even last night, I heard several stories from people while I was at the rink of they know someone who is still stranded in Mexico. Everyone is back to school today after the one-day strike. And uh, even students at Greenhole and Balgoni, where there was a fire on the weekend, and uh, they had to uh, get it all cleaned up. But, uh, yeah, back to school today. It's still parka, scarves and mittens weather, but it does remarkably feel a little better with that extreme cold morning lifted today than it has over the last well, good five days, anyhow. Yesterday, the inflation numbers came out, and uh, it'll be interesting to see the the interest rates, the trajectory there, where they're headed in the coming weeks. And I thought maybe for a little insight on finances and upcoming RSP deadlines, tax-free savings account changes, Scott Bjornson from Living Sky Financial is here to lend me his thoughts. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Greg. So, what do you think, pal? Well, obviously, I think we're hoping that you know inflation rates continue the downward trend overall this year. Short term, yeah, I mean, it could mean a little bit longer wait for interest rates to begin declining, but I don't think it means that interest rates are not going to start declining. I think that the trajectory is kind of planned that we have to get a little bit you know lower on interest rates to actually you know help things move forward without pushing us into a recession. Scott, you are always telling me plan, plan, plan as we look into the new year here. New year uh, means new limits for a tax-free savings account, right? Yep, $7,000 for this year, lifetime limit for those over 18 in 2009, or 18 or older, I should say, in 2009, $95,000. Um, you know, RSP deadline, February 29th this year. Uh, if you're looking at it, I mean, you know, start 
<laughs> if this year it's not you know easy to do, start planning for next year. Start doing something monthly. Start looking at it for how you know should we be doing it that way versus trying to do a lump sum. Just because tax free savings accounts seem to be the most popular right now doesn't necessarily mean it's better than an RSP, does it? No, I mean I think you know everything is relevant to, to each individual situation. The RSP as tax assisted savings is still a very very relevant tool for for retirement planning. TFSA also for retirement planning, but also can be used for you know medium term goals. We don't recommend it for short term goals, but I mean some people do use it that way. It, it's better to actually learn how they work and and to you know, plan a little bit better with your with how you use those TFSAs. RSP contribution deadline, it's coming up too when uh, this year. A little different, isn't it? Leap year, February 29th, 2024. So 60 days after year end, and normally it's March 1st, but everybody assumes the end of February, which means usually our March 1st is rather quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Bjornsson's my guest. And have you had a lot of interest from your customers in the first home savings account? A lot of interest from young people and a lot of interest in, in learning about it. And I think the key there is is when to start. Could you explain it a little? Yeah, well, first home savings account, I mean, you know, provides you with the ability to contribute up to $8,000 a year that is tax deductible, and, and that tax deduction can be carried forward. So if somebody's income is relatively low, they could carry it forward to a future year. Now, a second year of, of being in place, you can put contribute up to 16000 and catch up last year. Now you're not able to, you know, next year contribute twenty four. you'll be able to pick up sixteen. Lifetime contribution limit of 40000 but this can only be used for a first home purchase. So it's a restrictive account and and it can be open for 15 years and so if it's not used i mean the the amounts can be moved over to an rsp if you have room for it without having to become taxable but but people have to plan for that because again due to restrictions you don't want all your money in an fhsa you know especially for younger people if an emergency comes up you can't access it easily without you know, losing all the benefits. And so, you know, TFSA first, maybe we, then we start funding an FHSA, but everybody's situation is different and, and they need to plan for that. Financial advisor Scott Bjornson. Recession, we heard that a lot in 23. Are we going to be hearing that R word in 24 a lot? Uh, I think we're going to hear the R word a lot because it, it, re- it resonates with people. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, not in a good way. You know, we're hoping we don't have a recession. We're hoping, you know, a soft landing this year and slow down for sure. You know, as we move forward, I mean, things are looking better, you know, as we move through 2024 and into 2025. And I think we have to remember that that creates, you know, opportunity for investing now, looking to the future instead of waiting till they say, oh, things are all good. Well, usually by then, things have already moved up and, and things get more expensive. And Again, because, you know, there's a lot of information out there and people are reacting as we go. They're not waiting for things to be over and then moving all of a sudden. Lots of great financial advice coming up uh, in a full half hour of Talk to the Experts this weekend with Scott Bjornson. I appreciate your time, Scott. Thanks, Rick. Oh, it's fun. Last night, the feature game in the NHL, the Leafs in Edmonton. I want these two to meet in the playoffs. And I'll get to that in a second. But the league's leading score with 33 goals going into this one. Austin Matthews for the Leafs wasted no time in scoring. Goal number 34 there after two, the Leafs lead 2-1 in the game. Uh, like I said, had a playoff atmosphere. Uh, and you may know how many Leaf fans there are in this country, and they always pop up even in the West, and the crowd was almost half and half. Listen to the chance of let's go Oilers turns into go Leafs. It's Toronto counterparts. Bertuzzi trying to snake one through the dome. Bouchard, a great play. McDavid drop pass. Hyman, a spin move. 
that's wrestled free by Nas, who gave it right back. Let's go, Oilers. Go, Leafs, go. And in the end, the Oilers came back to tie it 2-2. Three minutes to go, they went ahead. And then an empty netter, and they win 4-2. Now, the Oilers just on a, on a roll here again, aren't they? Uh, this is really interesting. I've seen a lot of you sharing this. Jan Arden had a little accident over the weekend using a virtual reality headset. I can relate to this because they are dizzying. I've tried it out. Uh, she fell using it and split open the back of her head, hit a counter right as she was going down. So she had a friend visiting and they went to a Calgary hospital. I'll let her explain what happened. She shot a video. So because there's cutbacks in the medical system here in Canada, they've asked us to clean our own head. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. It's, are you all right? Yeah. Do you feel barfy? <laughs> this is like, this is the worst Tinder date I've ever been on. Yeah, it's a TikTok video, and she even flashes a picture in the video of how deep the gash is in the back of her head. But yes, her friend from out of town is using gauze. He's been directed to clean the wound, and the doc said I'll be back. And she explains how the hospital visit ended. And just know that when she says they sent me home with these, she's holding up a pair of surgical scissors. Day two of my uh, wiping out VR virtual reality headset goggle incident. So embarrassing. At the hospital, I think you noticed Nigel. They had Nigel, my friend from visiting from the UK. They had him <laughs> clean my head. With they left four towels and a basin filled with warm water, and um, just just said to him, "Do you mind cleaning this out?" Which he did. He didn't know what he was doing, and then they sent me home with these. I'm like, "How long do these staples stay in my head?" And he said, "12 days." And I said, "Oh, do I just come back?" To get them out, or he goes, no, I'll just send you home with these. You can get a friend to take them out. Send her home with medical scissors to take out the staples in her head. The emergency doctor, again, in her video, even explained how to do it. So the two prongs face the bottom. There's the two prongs. Yep. They're going to slide under the staple. Yep. Then you close the scissor. Yep. Then lift. Close the scissor and then then lift. Isn't that incredible? (laughs) If you walked in and needed your appendix removed, did they send you home with the necessary operating tools in Alberta? Step-by-step instruction manual? I'm sure there are similar stories in this province, but that's the wackiest I've ever heard and seen from Jan Arden. How about you? Anything crazy like that happened to you in the healthcare system? one 877 It's 627 now.